0: Welcome to the 13th Annual Subliminal Deception Podcast, your weekly dose of conspiracy theory bullshit. My name is Cody, and I'm joined by my partner, Phil. How are you? Doing good, buddy. How about yourself? Um, I'm a little under the weather today, but you know what? I'm going to muscle through this because people need to know the truth. So, um, I heard you wanted to talk about the famous baseball player who got shot recently.
1: Yeah, apparently, uh, Big Poppy. Uh <laughs> of uh what Boston Red Sox yep. fame oh, got yeah. shot in the back in the Dominican Republic Did they say
0: why was it a Yankees fan or what Well it was the DR
1: so I think that's a uh, Dominican handshake basically <laughs> but Is that the Yeah, I don't know. Is- just I haven't heard anything yet. He just got blasted. I guess it went through his stomach and his intestines so
0: Well, I guess yeah. that's probably not fatal at least. Yeah, it's a rough place to go through. Yeah. I mean, I mean getting shot anywhere is not great, but <laughs> yeah, having it go through multiple organs, that's that's I- kind of rough. Actually, now that you bring that up, I remember seeing a meme on the internet a few days ago that said this news story didn't age well and it said Big Poppy is the one man we're shooting and it was like from god, I don't know, years and years ago, but now <laughs> it's like ironic that he actually did get shot. Yeah, I'll have to see that. You'll have to send me that one. I will. Um, also, so this last weekend, uh, you were bringing up soccer before we got into this. Uh, is it – it's the World Cup going on right now? Yeah, it's
1: the uh, – I just know it because uh, I listen to ESPN Radio on the way home from work, and it's the Women's
0: World Cup. Hmm. Well – uh, Jeff, my sister's husband's a really, really big fan of soccer, right? So we were working on the house and he, he had it on in the background and it was Norway versus, uh, God, where was it? It was country in Africa. I don't remember which one, but it was just like all these Norwegian women. Obviously I'm of Norwegian heritage and I'm just like them Norwegians, man, they were stomping them when I was paying attention. It was like three zero, <laughs> I'm sure all of the women
1: on the Norwegian team are probably like six <laughs> four, two hundred and twenty pounds,
0: just <laughs> fucking lumberjack looking ladies, but I feel well, I brought this up before. Like Norwegians always are tall and lanky or like short and stout. There's like no in between there.
1: Yeah, there's no normal you don't go to you go to up in those Scandinavian countries, there's no normal <laughs> like human beings up there they're (laughs) either like tall and skinny or like fucking just wide like uh those world's (laughs) strongest man competitors Mm. as wide as
0: most human beings are tall isn't is the mountain is swedish right the mountain yeah he's um Uh, the world's strongest man or whatever right now
1: what country is he from he's from i know he's mm, i know he is european i
0: forgot which country he's from though but yeah He's a uh, he's a world's strongest man competitor. I, I think he's a Swede, but I could be mistaken. I, I don't know. His uh his videos are <laughs> he's just like mopping the floor with everybody. <laughs> yeah, there's
1: a lot of those dudes. Um, Poland's another big country for that. Germany, uh, all of those like, you know, Norway. There's a lot of big motherfuckers up there.
0: <laughs> that kind of reminds me. Uh, I know you don't really wa- Or are you you didn't say you didn't really watch hard knocks right no i didn't i did
1: hear i might start watching it i did hear that they're going to be in oakland
0: yeah i seen that this morning and apparently they were picking who they think the biggest characters are going to be and one guy apparently john gruden's son is on the team right and he yeah. is like <laughs> an extreme muscle builder so i seen the picture of him standing next to his dad he just looks like a like a muscular little gerbil just standing next to his dad. He's just like really short, but like humongous.
1: Yeah, I was listening on the radio this morning. They were talking about it. Weirdly enough, they were also talking about who the biggest character would be. And one of them's like, oh, it's got to be John Gruden. The other guy's like, no, no, because all you're (laughs) going to hear out of him is just the sensor." Leaping every
0: word mm-hmm. out that comes out of his mouth mm-hmm. so it's hard to get your personality across with that oh god you know it's gonna be antonio brown because he is just a fucking drama queen dude
1: god i remember what was it like last year that we we were watching that and it was the browns and they had just got baker mayfield in and like he might as well have been wearing a cape the way he walked into that training <laughs> camp
0: cringy is per- great cringiest person from that season was Brad, uh, Brad Paisley. Do you remember him oh, on there? definitely.
1: I think he wanted yeah. to
0: blow uh, Baker in this little weird camper that he had.
1: Yeah, I don't know. Well, we were talking about it on the Bumbles that week. <laughs> how we were, we were saying, like, both of the guys looked like they didn't know who was supposed to kiss the other one's ass. <laughs> like, both of them used to just being, you know, sucked up through their entire lives. Well,
0: the the poor, like, four-string quarterback who had to just, like, clean up everything for the rest of them. (laughs) (laughs) Before his ass got cut. (laughs) Yeah, that poor beta. That's okay. His girlfriend was, like, extremely hot, so he's got something to look forward to. Yeah.
1: I think my favorite was Tyrod Taylor. He just had that look in his eye. Like, he knew he was going to lose the starting position and eventually get pushed on. (laughs) You know, like he knew there wasn't a fucking chance in hell that he was going to start the entire season over Baker
0: Mayfield. Well, I mean, to be fair, he didn't play that great. So he kind of
1: didn't.
0: And of course, Baker came in and then now everyone thinks the Browns are going to the Super Bowl somehow. But yeah, anyway. Yeah. So shall we dive into this bitch, Phil? Yeah, let's get started. All right. People are getting pissed off. They get tired. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Don't worry, we're bringing the heat this week. Now, I made sure to not allow you to see the notes at all because I wanted you to be as surprised as I was last week, but I think you'll be familiar with this. We are doing Eisenhower's treaty with the aliens. Holy shit, the famous photo. <laughs> I Yeah, everyone should Google the Eisenhower and the photoshopped aliens sitting next to one. <laughs> 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 yeah, <laughs> I'm sorry. But like, you can see him sitting there in his little baby face. And then it's just like pure black. And then the aliens just like sitting right next to him. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I I think that's not real.
1: Well, the I, if you're thinking about the same one, I'm thinking about the picture of Eisenhower. It looks like it was cut out of just a normal picture of him like sitting down at a little conference. You know how the White House, um, the Oval Office has those couches in the middle? Yeah, it kind of looks like he's just sitting in the that couch having a meeting with somebody and they cut that picture out and then sat him
0: next to an alien. (laughs) Like, well, (laughs) it's just here's the thing. What we're going to learn here is that photo doesn't even make sense for all the tales because there's no him and the alien sitting together on a couch. So but maybe that's some I don't know, maybe it's real or not, but let's uh, let's get in here and find out about it. So uh president dwight david eisenhower was the president from 1953 to 1961 he preceded harry truman he basically took over pretty much after world war ii is over and he was a five-star general i was thinking about this and i should have looked it up but do you think he was the one of the only generals to ever be president
1: um well let's see or there at least was a, a five-star general you mean the only five-star general yeah. Oh, well Grant um there was a few of them, I mean military, you know. Grant Jackson um there's been generals. I don't know about five-star general. Five-star general is kind of like it's- just the all-around commander of like the joint forces. So Yeah,
0: it's like impossible yeah. to obtain now, right? Yeah, like there hasn't been one in
1: quite a while. Hmm. Um I don't know if Storm and Norman was a five-star general. <laughs> But I know he was pretty like people were talking about him, like how he he got really popular after Gulf Storm or Desert Storm.
0: Uh, Oh, okay, cool, cool. Well, let's uh, let's find out a little bit here about the supposed alleged incident. So February 20th, 1954, President Eisenhower is called and arranged for a mini vacation in Palm Springs, California. And what makes that weird is he had just returned from his vacation in Georgia now, when this initially happened, the public f- believed he might have became ill or even died, but his officials later claimed Eisenhower had to leave his residence in the middle of the night because of a tooth cap had popped off ar- after eating fried chicken and needed to be immediately repaired. <laughs> that was the pr- that was like the release the the White House officials told everybody enough, or they told everybody.
1: You know, if I had just. <laughs> Like spent some vacation time in Georgia. I'm pretty sure I would need another vacation. <laughs> like it's just it'd have to be one of my least favorite. Like unless one of you were on one of those beaches, like the really <laughs> nice ones. I think spending a vacation in Georgia would be. There's some great. nice
0: beaches in Georgia. The, yeah, like, that's what I meant. No, like, well, I was gonna say he definitely isn't the first president to take back back vacations. No, definitely <laughs> not the last. <laughs> but anyway. Oddly enough, he would not return home until the dawn of February 21st, 1954. Many claim his tooth was fine, this was simply a distraction, and he was taken to Edwards Air Force Base to meet with the alien race known as the Nordics. People claim the Nordics look like tall, human-like aliens with blue eyes and long blonde hair. Are you familiar with the Nordic race?
1: Yes, I am. Actually, the weird thing is, the picture that I saw, it looked more like a like a gray than a Nordic. Yeah. Because I'm pretty sure Nordics look like just how we were describing Nordic people looking like.
0: From from like what I... Because I obviously did the Idrisen affair, and I think she met with Nordics, and they kind of look like fucking Father Time or something. <laughs> That's like kind of what they look like or whatever. Just kind of like humans, just a little creepier.
1: Yeah, I've seen... I've seen different pictures where they either look like they're just Norwegian people <laughs> with like really white blue eyes or they actually look like weird kind of like – they call them tall whites. Mm, yeah, that's
0: uh, – I think that's what these are is tall whites or Nordics or whatever. OK, yeah, that makes more sense. So um, – They look a little bit more alien than
1: human. They do look a little – They. They do look human, though. Mm -hmm. It's not quite like the Greys who look completely alien. So that makes more sense.
0: Don't worry. He's going to meet with the Greys, too. Just the first meeting is with the Nordics. Now, the the Nordics main mission was to warn Eisenhower about the dangers of nuclear weapons because the Cold War was starting to brew. Right. And that was like a big thing. They offered assistance with medical and technological advancements if the human race moved away from using fossil fuels and nuclear weapons, but Eisenhower was too weary of the Russians, and he told them, we're not going to do that, and definitely the U.S. government's not going to move away from fossil fuels. <laughs> we still can't no. do that. Not the oligarchy. <laughs> no. It was just starting to get profitable. Like I'm sure Henry Ford and fucking whoever owned Chevy was sitting there be like, no, 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 no. We need fossil fuels. What are you doing? Standard Oil was there with them
1: at the fucking alien meeting. Like, <laughs> all right, E.T., why don't you just fucking go home? <laughs>
0: <laughs> we, do, we don't need to hear this bullshit anymore. Come on, Eisenhower. Let's go. I bet these guys are commies, Ike. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, that's his nickname, too, Ike. Yeah. Um, We like Ike. <laughs> He actually he he seemed like a pretty good president actually. No, he was. He was uh so he
1: was right before Nixon and Nixon actually used his popularity against um John F Kennedy and mm. like he used it a little too late though and he could have won. Well, supposedly he did win but the Kennedys rigged the election so
0: is that's that, another is, as you say is that another conspiracy you're digging into here <laughs> that is a little bit but yeah actually what's funny about that is this episode will um be touching about four other conspiracies weaved into this one so they just they're just like tentacles they just keep springing out of everywhere don't they yep <laughs> <laughs> so they couldn't arrange an agreement initially, so one year later, in 1955, President Eisenhower's Air Force One landed at the Holloman Air Force Base in New Mexico. Do you know where this is? That's Albuquerque. Ah, oh, okay. I, I
1: believe Holloman is, I think that's Albuquerque.
0: Okay, have you ever been there?
1: No, um, whenever I drove drove through Mexico, I always drove around Albuquerque, <laughs> luckily. <laughs> It's, it's not a place you want to stop and get gas.
0: So. Understandable. Neither is Tucson. <laughs> Understandable. So anyway, the Air Force One lands in there, and it's followed by the appearance of three round crafts, one landing close to Air Force One, one hovering above, and one disappearing from view. I don't know why it did, but anyway. Um, this time, it wasn't the Nordics. This, this time was the Grays. So this might be where the alleged picture is coming from, because the Greys met with him the second time. Mm. Now I've heard mixed reports here. Some say that the Greys might be working with the Nordics, but some say the Greys were warning that they didn't trust the Nordics. Like the Nordics were trying to trick President Eisenhower.
1: You ever heard? See, I've heard, I've heard it uh, many different ways. I've heard that um, this is all speculation, and everyone, you know, like. <laughs> It's all basically the conspiracy person's imagination. Yeah. But I've heard that greys are – there's like two different kinds of greys. There's the little greys, which are the clones, and there's the tall greys, which are like the actual aliens. Mm, okay. And I've heard that they're more scientists. Everyone thinks that greys are evil, but they're just kind of scientists. And I've heard that tall whites are either the bad guy or like our best ally. like. But I, I heard, s- I've heard it both ways. So. I
0: I swear I've heard in some places that the Nordics are like the masters to the Greys. Have you ever heard that before?
1: Well, I have heard that. Like I've heard that they're allies, and I've also heard that they're enemies. So, like I said, I've heard many different things. Mm. So, you like know,
0: it's funny you I've, break. Oh, go ahead. I've,
1: I've 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 sifted through a lot of shitty fucking YouTube documentaries. <laughs> so
0: <laughs> it's funny because. I was actually I I don't know if I'm were I want to do it on this show or Butt, but I really want to do a, an entire episode of all the alien races, you know. And I was reading through some today, and like there was like a cat race, like the what is a Khajiit or whatever from Skyrim.
1: Oh. <laughs> yeah, Skyrim the the fucking uh, the cat. People. They were like the stealthy ones. The yeah. Cats. yeah,
0: apparently there's an alien race of them. Okay, who I don't know how they finding this out, but okay. Anyway, so, allegedly Eisenhower boarded on their ship. They talked for a while, and when he exited the ship, he shook the hand of a gray, and they had came to an agreement, in which they would call... Now, I I tried so hard to find what this treaty was supposedly called. A lot of them i seen it was the Greta Treaty. Some of them had it the, the Granada Treaty. So I don't know. I think it's the Greata Treaty. It probably doesn't matter because it's probably made up anyway.
1: Yeah, Greata or were they spelled kind of the same? Like
0: yeah, Gr- like Grenada, Grenada. Greata is G R E A D A, and the other one was G R E N A D A. So I I don't know.
1: It was probably a bunch of like um, how you know how telephone the game. Oh like,
0: yeah 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 yeah. yeah. Kind of like
1: it. Who knows what it was originally, but now it's either Greta or Granada.
0: So here's allegedly what the treaty outlines. We will not be involved in the affairs and they would not be involved in ours. Basically, aliens won't fuck with the government and the government won't fuck with them. They will help us with developing our technology. They will not make a treaty with any other nation on Earth, (laughs) a.k.a. Russia, I'm assuming. They could abduct humans for various experiments, but had to provide names of all of those they have abducted uh, to Earth's Majestic Twelve committee. Okay, you've heard of Majestic Twelve, right? Yeah. Okay. Yep.
1: The, the shadow it, group.
0: Yes, and they worked with aliens. That's kind of the whole thing, right? Mm-hmm. See that? See, there's one conspiracy that we'll probably do one time because that's kind of that's like really cool too.
1: Well, this is also kind of where. That agreement you just talked about was, they think that for, remember when we talked about the Dulce base way Mm. back in episode two, um, they think that that's where they got the authorization to abduct humans from.
0: Okay. Well, I was reading a little bit. I didn't put it in here, but it almost sounded like when they had the agreement, then they allowed them to build that base. You know what I mean?
1: Yes. Well, yeah. Either they just, they built it at that time or it's been there for a thousand years,
0: depending on... Mm, we'll have to see, we'll have to dive into that one one time, too. Yeah,
1: that's really interesting (laughs) also. That's a great YouTube documentary.
0: So, uh, the final thing is, the public would not be informed about the existence of ETs. Now, outlined in there, too, is kind of, they'll abduct humans, or they'll make contact with very select of them, and kind of let the word slowly spread, kind of like how it is now, or... I would say most of the population believes aliens of some kind exist. Do you, you kind of know what I mean? Like the slow, slow unveiling of uh, an intelligent species from space.
1: Yeah. Like that slow feed where they just yeah. kind of like uh, they gradually like pump images mm-hmm. of like aliens and they always deny it. But they always kind of don't deny it or whenever, you know, yeah. they, they they send out people to interrogate anyone who thinks they saw something weird and even though they really didn't have to kind of that stuff yeah
0: yeah yeah yeah
1: um, i've been yeah i've heard that it's it's basically a slow feed but that is a very long play it's been <laughs> what like almost 70 years now
0: a lot of uh, i like it's a podcast i listen to you know a lot of people think that we're getting really close to finally just like being outed like, finally, something's actually going to be outed, because I I feel like we keep hearing more and more reports from alien stuff recently. Have you noticed that at all?
1: Yeah, and I also noticed that a lot of uh, governments are, like, releasing their classified, like, UFO documents mm. and their videos, and I wonder if it's just going to be one of those deals where the United States is going to be the last one, but then when the United States does, it's just kind of confirmed,
0: mm. you know? Yeah. Yeah, it could be. So anyway, um, many claim that Eisenhower decided to come to the agreement the second time is because he wanted to do anything he could to give the U.S. a tech- technological advantage over Russia. So he, a lot of people think that's the only reason why he, why he agreed. Do you, do you think that would be a reason why he would do it? Oh, definitely. I mean,
1: <laughs> just look at, I mean, the things that we know <laughs> about. They were using, uh, well, paperclip. They were using former Nazi scientists, many of whom were, you know, guilty of war crimes. Mm -hmm. They were using them to get the technological edge over the Russians. (laughs) So, I mean, using alien technology wouldn't, I mean, that's a no-brainer. It is a little bit weird that they would use, that they
0: would allow the aliens to abduct humans, but... I mean, as far as we know, they don't ever kill anybody. They just, like, do tests on them. And then send them back to their yeah, and send then, them back to their beds with a white brain, <laughs> and then they're crazy a, people on YouTube, <laughs> and a, and a couple of implants in their ass usually, but <laughs> but um, the part of this that kind of makes me wonder is, were they said the aliens would agree to help with technology? Now I remember before even reading through this, there was a big technological boom right around this time period that a lot of people thought. They were reverse engineering um, the parts from the crash ships at Roswell. Do you remember that?
1: Yeah, uh, I mean that's what is it? This is like the mid fifties,
0: fifty five. Uh, yep.
1: So they're yeah. Uh, a lot of it was because of in real life. A lot of it was because of the research they were doing during World War Two. To you know, and then eventually they were. You gotta you gotta figure they pumped up the research so much because of the Russian threat. Hmm. i mean so it you, was all they were they were putting money into all fronts basically
0: so you wouldn't you wouldn't say hey maybe the aliens assisted at all at this point you're there you're saying the aliens didn't help at all i mean they could have
1: <laughs> it's it's a i it's wouldn't a, give it the neil deGrasse Tyson I was gonna 50, say 50 he gotta throw that 50 50. that's the new thing for the show but <laughs> no i wouldn't give it the 50 50 but i mean it is it's Anything's possible, really. That's so, true.
0: That's true. And
1: that uh, that technology spike was pretty – I mean if you consider wh- like what our technology was before then, like the level, it was pretty steady. Um, Had a steady line from like the industrial age all the way up to where they were. And then all of a sudden we had all this crazy stuff like computers were starting to come mm-hmm. around, GPS, lasers – uh
0: conductors, like weird stuff so.
1: itunes itunes came in yeah
0: <laughs> what if the aliens actually gave us itunes and it was like <laughs> the worst program that they had
1: <laughs> every no it was uh an alien basically was walking around and his ipod dropped out of his pocket <laughs> and it turned out everyone made fun of him because he still had an ipod and we, tra- <laughs> we treated it like it was something from fucking
0: you know, God himself <laughs> handed it down, but I, I believe it was really it. just a piece of shit. <laughs> All right, so we're doing this episode a little different. We're not doing necessarily the types of conspiracy. We're going to do wit- alleged witnesses' claims from this meeting. So we're going to start off with probably the most popular guy, um, Gerald Light, the director of Borderline Sciences Research Associates. Um, he claimed to be invited to accompany Eisenhower along with other visitors to visit the Nordic aliens in 1954. Now, all these all these witnesses are from the first meeting. The second meeting doesn't seem to have any any um, witnesses. So, which is I don't know why, but so light. Like, oh, go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say I don't know why the first meeting would have witnesses. It sounded but- like it was more of a prearranged thing. I don't know. I don't know.
1: Now here's like the w- people. People just showed up. That's kind of fucked up. Like What's I don't know a, it's it's
0: just- like they arranged the meeting and then Eisenhower invited all these people there. That's what a lot of these witness claims kind of lean towards. Like oh, okay. he wanted the advice of other experts around the country, kind of thing.
1: I can see why no one was invited to the second meeting because that one actually took place. Was it aboard the spaceship?
0: Yep. Allegedly, that, Eisenhower yeah. went on the ship by himself. Yeah, I couldn't see that happening nowadays, but... <laughs> um, so, here's another weird thing. Light claimed the aliens referred to themselves as the Aetherians. Now, I've heard that term before, but I've never heard the Nordics been called the Aetherians. Have you? No, I've I've heard the term, bef- I've heard the name before. Um, I think in some
1: sci-fi, but...
0: See, there's other reports, too. So, Light's calling them the Aetherians, and then I believe later in the story there's... Another witness who claims the Nordics say that they're from Pleiades, which I've definitely heard before, so I don't I don't know. Either this gives less credence to light, or I, I don't know. I really don't know. It's just strange. Yeah, it, the, the Pleiades are a constellation. Yeah, uh, supposedly yeah. I think that's where the Nordics are supposed to be from, I believe. Anyway, so I'm re- going to read verbatim his notes that he released to the public i guess so when we were allowed to enter the restricted area i had the distinct feeling that the world had come to an end for i have never seen so many human beings in a state of complete collapse and confusion as they realized that their own world had indeed ended with such finality as to beggar description The reality of other plane aeroforms is now and forever removed from the realms of speculation and made a rather painful part of the consciousness of every responsible scientific and political group. you can't tell, this guy's kind of, he's definitely a writer. (laughs) Yeah, kind of an egghead. (laughs) During my two-day visit, I saw five separate and distinct types of aircraft being studied and handled by our Air Force officials with the assistance and permission of the Aetherians. I have no words to express my reaction. It has finally happened. It is now a matter of history. I will leave it to your own excellent powers of deduction to construct a fitting picture of the mental and emotional pandemonium that is now shattering the consciousness of hundreds of our scientific authorities and all the pundits of very specialized knowledge that make up our current physics. In some instances, I could not stifle a wave of pity as I watched the pathetic bewilderment of brilliant brains struggling to make some sort of rational explanation, which would enable them to retain their familiar theories and concept. I shall never forget those 48 hours at Murdoch. So i they must call either Edwards Air Force Base used to be called Murdoch or it's called Murdoch now. Have you ever heard that? No, I've never heard of Murdoch. I don't know, i seen it in there, I didn't think it was that important, but it's the same Air Force base. Now, why Light's claims are important is, he, to him, because Eisenhower invited all him and all these people there to meet all together and talk with these aliens, and they showed them all their, their little spaceships and what they could do, he believed after this that Eisenhower was going to go directly to either the radio or the press and make an announcement, Saying that the alien beings actually existed and that they had arranged this meeting. But uh, he was very surprised that nothing ever got said. And it was kind of just, everyone was told to just keep it under the rug, keep it quiet.
1: The thing that I love about that, like, the first thing that popped in my head is, uh, so the place that I work, there's, like, a lot of, like, really smart, like, engineer types. Mm Mm-hmm. And... If you've ever met them, they're all kind of weird. And I can just imagine them all showing up to this meeting. Like, probably, like, they actually ironed their suit. And they might (laughs) have actually combed their hair. (laughs) You know, they were ready to grease palms and, you know, pat each other on the back for being so smart. Then they show up and there's these fucking aliens. Like, they had to shit their fucking pants. (laughs) And they're just... I I I just wish I could be there just to to see that. Like, that'd be great. Their reactions.
0: Do you think... Could you imagine, okay, they're going to meet these aliens, and they already, the human engineers already assume they're the smartest people in the room, and then they're trying to explain their, like, simplistic things to, like, the super-advanced aliens. Like, no, no, that's not right. Come on.
1: (laughs) No, I would love to see that, just to have the aliens sit them down like a child. Just like how you try to explain (laughs) how, like, the square block goes through the square (laughs) hole. That's how they would have to explain to these humans who... (laughs) even though they probably got like 145 IQ compared to the alien. They're probably mentally fucking challenged. Like (laughs) I'd love that shit. I'd go there just for that. I'd I'd bring popcorn. (laughs) The thing is though, I didn't catch it. Did
0: the humans know that they were meeting aliens? Um, not, it sounded like not initially they were just brought there for a super top secret meeting. And then they brought them into a hangar and then that's where all these alien ships were. And the aliens were kind of showing the humans all of their technology and all of that stuff. And that's why they were all kind of in shock because they've never seen something like this.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I feel like you'd have to warn a person about that kind of thing. Like, before you walk in the hangar, everyone gets a little briefing, Like, (laughs) hey, guys, don't (laughs) shit yourself. Don't throw up. But there's (laughs) going to be some fucking aliens in there. So everyone take a deep breath, count to ten, and we're walking in. Like, you know what I mean? I... Yeah. I don't think you would want to just like spring it on people like, oh, by the way, the pilot of these ships you've never seen or could imagine, they're all not from Earth. Like, <laughs> I don't think you'd want to spring it on okay. people, especially if- older scientists.
0: Yeah. Heart attack. If, okay. how What would, if, say, your boss brought you in another room and there was just like aliens sitting there showing you stuff, like, would you be, would your first instinct be, be fear or would you be interested initially? Like curious. Dude, i I honestly,
1: I cannot say, because it'd be (laughs) such an alien, it'd it'd be such a foreign thing to, in your mind, you wouldn't know how to handle it. Like, in my mind, I wish, (laughs) like, I hope that I'd be able to just sit down, look at them and talk and nod my head and smile. But honestly, I think I might punch
0: everyone on my way to the door (laughs) and run out, you know? He probably, I'd probably wonder if I was going fucking nuts. Yeah. Especially if- you know how they allegedly only talk telepathically to people? How trippy would that be? Oh, yeah. If you didn't see their fucking mouths move when they're talking to you. Like <laughs> You just heard them in your head? God, they'd yeah. be fucked up. Anyway, so we have uh, like three or four more witnesses as well. So let's get into them. So in the 1990s, the Earl of Clankarty. Does that sound right? Clankarty? In uh, Great Britain. I've never heard of it. it. and I think I'm pretty sure that's how it is. So, uh, he was a member of the Great Britain House of Lords, uh, told the testimony of a British pilot who had been vacationing in Palm Springs in February 1954. He was summoned to Edwards Air Force Base and witnessed the alien meeting. The pilot claims the aliens could breathe on Earth without a mask or breathing apparatus. They spoke English. They looked like normal humans, but were slightly misshapen. I don't even know what that means. You just said they're slightly misshapen.
1: <laughs> I think, uh, from what, from like the, the artist renderings that I've seen, it's mostly, they have like this, they have obviously like the big almond eyes, but mm. they also have like very thin, like their jaws, like come down to a point.
0: Even the Nordics have the almond eyes. Oh, I'm talking about the, the tall whites. Yeah. Oh, these um, Yeah, yeah. The, remember, these have, are the Nordics.
1: Yeah. They have, uh, from the pictures I've seen, they have, they have, uh. The large almond eyes
0: mm Okay, all
1: right. And they have very, like, thin white hair, too. Kind of like see-through hair, like a polar bear's. You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) really very thin, thin (laughs) follicles.
0: So, uh, the British pilot goes on to say they wanted to make humanity aware of their presence, but Eisenhower wasn't in favor of this. The aliens agreed with Eisenhower and told him they would only tell isolated humans about their presence to slowly make the public aware of their existence, like we mentioned before. The aliens also displayed many of their technological advancements, which included invisibility, and apparently the invisibility really freaked out Eisenhower for some reason. Um, But either way, the agreement couldn't be met, so they just got on their ships and took off.
1: Hmm. And that was the first meeting.
0: This is the first meeting. Right. All these, okay. all these witnesses are all from the first meeting.
1: The first meeting. Okay, yeah. just
0: making sure. Yeah. Here's the weird thing: if you have a random British pilot vacationing in Palm Springs, why would they find him just to bring him to a super top secret alien meeting?
1: Yeah, like what did they meet him in the bar, like the <laughs> Saturday night <laughs> before, <laughs> and then I like, hey, you, uh, what do you, what are you flying over there? Oh, yeah, you should come over and see what we got, you know? (laughs) It's just like, how would they even know he's there? You would think that'd be some kind of breach of, I don't know, the CIA had to exist at the time. Yeah. Like,
0: you'd think they might
1: be in on it and maybe say, hey, you know what? Maybe the guy with the passport should wait outside.
0: Maybe they thought, like, other allied countries should be there to kind of talk with them, too? I I don't know. Possibly. I mean,
1: the United States and Britain... They were about the closest allies,
0: yeah, to each other at the time. So, all right. So, the, yeah, it could be. That's possible. Right. It's just strange. I, I don't. I don't really even know what to make of it. So, in 1993, Doctor Hank Crassman of Encino, California, revealed in Unexplained Magazine he had been present for the meeting in 1954. Crassman was a 19-year-old sailor for the Royal Dutch Navy and was trained for internal services involving dealing with NATO and CIA affairs. So the CIA is involved here. So Krasman, when he reached Edwards Air Force Base hangar, he spotted President Eisenhower, along with Albert Einstein, the Nazi scientist Werner von Braun, and Victor Strausberger. I think that's his name, Strausberger. Does that second guy sound familiar to you? I've
1: heard of him. Obviously, Werner Braun Braun is way more famous, but yeah, I have heard of the second guy too.
0: And he also claims a American billionaire and aviation innovator, Howard Hughes, was there. I feel like I've kind of heard that name before, but I'm not entirely sure.
1: Yeah, the uh, the the movie The Aviator was named after him, oh. or was made about him. I should say, um, <laughs> played by Leonardo DiCaprio. He was uh, he was a famously like. He was a genius, but he was also like a recluse. Like mm. recluse, mm. he was inside of his house and
0: I, uh, kind of a weirdo. I just realized I'm a moron because I wrote down what the Nazi scientists did. <laughs> so Werner von Braun worked on uh, Nazi rocket tech, and Victor yeah. Strausberger allegedly was working on Hitler's secret V seven flying discs. So um, we got to do Nazi technology one of these days. That shit's pretty neat. Anyway, yeah, we did. We did do the. The Glock, but... There's a lot, though. There's, like, yeah, a lot of weird just... shit. Yeah. So, Craftsman was told there was five alien crafts in a different hangar and that they would show them their technology. Craftsman was not allowed to join them with the aliens, but his commander was. When his commander returned, he was pale-looking and would not mention anything that he had seen in the other bay. Poor Craftsman got cocked. The, follow- yeah. the following day, Craftsman's claimed there were various large crates being loaded onto his ship headed back to Holland. He later find- found out that they were destined for a secret underground NATO base that was converted from a coal mine deep under the ground. Um, so I don't know if Holland, the Dutch were getting a bunch of alien tech. I, I don't know. Well, maybe they struck a deal. It could be. Maybe they, maybe they sidebarred. I mean uh, that could be, I guess. I don't know. I, I think Eisenhower would be mad if the Dutch cocked him, though, right? Dude, fuck Eisenhower! You're getting <laughs> alien technology. He can go. He can go to hell. I'd be like, no, like I'm, I'm, I'm making deals here too. <laughs> what do they get the most powerful windmills and wooden clogs? <laughs> I guess <laughs> windmills that make wind, motherfucker. That's what we
1: were getting. <laughs> maybe they got. Actually, maybe they got like. Uh, What's that shit? All those dikes they have. Maybe they got that technology. Um. So, are
0: you familiar with William Cooper? Uh, no, I'm not. Really? So, uh, a lot of people call him Bill Cooper. Obviously, he's like one of the largest, um, kind of upper echelon conspiracy theory guys. Uh, he wrote a book. I don't have it off the top of my head, but I believe it's called On a Pale Horse. Now, he was supposedly a whistleblower for all this horseshit, and he got killed outside of his house one day, and a lot of people think that it was uh, the government that killed him for talking too much. You've never heard of this guy? No, I've never heard of him. Well... I'm sure as as our podcast evolves and we move deeper and deeper into conspiracies you're definitely gonna start seeing his name pop up but uh run into him I'll um, have to I love to take a look at that book he's pretty uh he's pretty cool actually I think he mentions Dulce base and all of that I believe but So William Cooper served on the Naval Intelligence Briefing Team for the Commander of the Pacific Fleet between 1970 and 1973, and had access to classified documents that he had to review in order to fulfill his uh, briefing duties. He described the background and nature of the, quote, first contact with extraterrestrials as follows. In 1953, astronomers discovered large object, objects in space which were moving towards the Earth. It was first believed that they were asteroids. Later evidence proved that the objects could only be spaceships. Project Sigma intercepted alien radio communications. When the objects reached the Earth, they took up a very high orbit around the equator. So I'm assuming Project Sigma might be even another conspiracy theory.
1: Yeah, could do that one on the show too.
0: There were several huge ships and their actual intent was unknown. Project Sigma and the new Project Plato, or Plato through radio com- communications using the computer's binary language, was able to arrange a landing that resulted in a face-to-face contact with alien beings from another planet. Project Plato was tasked with establish- establishing diplomatic relationships with the race of alien, spe- of space aliens. In the meantime, a race of human-looking aliens contacted the U.S. government. So, so Bill Cooper here is claiming that the documents showed how this meeting allegedly started, or how they allegedly, I don't know, arranged it. I guess is that kind of what you're taking out of it?
1: Yeah, it, I mean, like, what year? Did um? In, they, in, you said that the 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 big ship set up shop around the equator in
0: 1953.
1: 1953. So this all happened. The big meeting. So they already knew English.
0: Um, I don't know if it says that, but it just says that they they in a year before the meeting they seen saw the objects coming in. And then they had some system to get into radio communications through computer binary language. Oh,
1: no. What I meant was one of those witnesses said that the uh, the Nordics
0: knew English. Yeah, that was um, the British pilot guy. Okay. No,
1: it just struck me because... You would think that it would take them, even though they're like aliens and they're really intelligent, you'd think it'd take them a little bit to learn English.
0: Mm, but well, it's almost
1: like they've been viewing humans for longer than, but you know what
0: I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I don't know. I, if When we're talking about just, aliens, anything's 50-50, Phil.
1: Yeah, that's true. <laughs> no, it just, it struck me that like this all started only a year before the meeting took place mm. and they met with the president right away, like – Within a year.
0: I don't, maybe they assumed America was the most advanced country in 1953. I don't know.
1: Yeah, that's possible.
0: I mean, we would
1: have, we would have just came out of World War II. So yeah, we were, we were on top of uh, everything at that point.
0: So I, I'm not really sure. So Cooper goes on to say this alien group warned us against the aliens that were orbiting the equator and offered to help us with our spiritual development. They demanded that we dismantle and destroy our nuclear weapons as the major condition. They refused to exchange technology saying that it, that we were spiritually unable to handle the technology, which we then possessed. They believed that we would use any new technology to destroy each other. That's not too far fetched. Um, that goes on to say this race stated that, We were on a path of self-destruction and we must stop from killing each other. We must stop polluting the Earth and stop raping the Earth's natural resources and learn to live in harmony. So maybe they're hippies? I don't know. What do you think? Could have been.
1: (laughs) I mean, I did just realize while you were talking that I think in 1953, um, if the United States wasn't the only country to have nukes, we definitely had the most at that time. Hmm. So Russia may have only had like
0: if any, a few of them, like, secretly. So... Do you think maybe dropping the bombs in Hiroshima kind of got the aliens' attention? There is a lot
1: of theories out there that that was kind of dropping the... or igniting the first nuclear bomb kind of was like a homing signal. Mm. That everyone kind of, like... It's it's something that, like, no one really... Like, Earth was a backwater, and then no one really thought about it outside of our solar system until... That happened, and then everyone looked towards us. So Hmm, kind of like, oh, shit, the kids got the matches, you know? Right. Yeah,
0: that's a good point. That's a good point. So Cooper continues with, These terms were met with extreme suspicion, especially the major condition of nuclear disarmament. Oh, so Cooper's saying basically that they didn't want to disarm because that would have been their only defense against a hostile alien threat. Allegedly that Eisenhower said that, apparently, according to uh, Bill Cooper, I guess it kind of makes sense, but if they're flying around in space and whatever, um, do you think they'd be scared of nukes?
1: Well, we did do a lot of high altitude nuclear testing,
0: hmm, so you think if their ships like we've seen them can fly super fucking fast, why wouldn't they be afraid? like if they feel like they could outrun nukes?
1: Well, it's kind of one of those if any invasion includes like landing forces on your planet. Mm, So. Right. Maybe it's kind of like one of those, uh, like how Russia used to implement scorched earth. Mm. Maybe it's one of those deals. Like we basically retreat and then nuke everything behind us.
0: (laughs) Sounds like a bad idea. (laughs)
1: Yeah. We just leave them nothing.
0: Hmm. Right. That could be. All right. So our very, very last witness is from Eisenhower's great granddaughter, Laura. Now, Laura came out saying that the meeting did in fact happen, and this is her exact quote. It's like there is a whole other reality going on that we don't hear about. These timelines and the deeper history connected to secret societies connected to these deeper ET agendas that have been around for thousands of years. She claimed the deal with the Greys had led to several bizarre and highly dangerous secret space programs. Her great-grandfather's actions showed us the dangers of the power and influence of the military-industrial complex that we obviously kind of live in now. So, um, I don't know if it's just really sad that she's just kind of leeching on to her great-grandfather's legacy, or if maybe she knows something more. What do you think? So, she, like, it's confirmed that it is actually her who came out and said Yes, this. it's absolutely her. Okay. Like,
1: was she... At the time, would she have been alive or like his great, his great nepo- granddaughter? Yeah, nepotism runs pretty thick in Washington,
0: so she could have been like the HUD secretary for all we know. But well, I'm pretty positive she's still alive today. Oh, really? Well, his huh. great granddaughter? Yeah, she'd be alive. That's like four generations from him.
1: Yeah, well, it depends on when she was
0: born. Mm. I guess she
1: could. Yeah, no, she could be. What I was wondering was she alive back then?
0: Oh, like no. During she the went, time of this meeting. No, absolutely not. I highly, highly, highly doubt that. I'm assuming okay, it's yeah. just kind of a family story that got passed on and then she was just talking about it.
1: Okay, so it's not a firsthand, it's not even like she remembers him going on that trip at the time. No, her, so. no. Okay, gotcha.
0: I would assume maybe it's just like, hey, this is the uh, the Eisenhower family lineage story. I don't know.
1: When I when I just put a mental image of her in my head, I just imagine some like 50 some year old woman with like a (laughs) T-shirt on that said, like, my great granddaddy was Eisenhower or something like that. (laughs) Like one of those one of those kids of like a famous person or like descendants who tells everyone like at a party. It's like the first five words that come outside of their mouth.
0: Yeah, it could be. I mean, okay, let's let's theorize if you your great grandfather had had contact with aliens would you tell people probably not (laughs) really i would tell them be like fuck yeah even though they (laughs) think i'm nuts but (laughs) yeah they'd think you were fucking nuts that's what
1: that's when people do the okay and then slowly back away from you you know like yeah i'm gonna go over here where there's not crazy people
0: so (laughs) here's the one thing about her comments that kind of made me wonder is the mention of bizarre and highly dangerous space programs um, do you do you think the government could have been involved with, like, secret space programs that we have no idea about?
1: Yeah. Um, I mean, that's kind of the theory out there, that NASA is just a front. Like, it's almost like how the mob just tries to, like, clean their money through, like, a <laughs> laundromat. Like, NASA is just, like, the, the cute little, like, oh, yeah, this is our space program. We use, you know... We use solid fuel rockets to go up into atmosphere, but then, like, a thousand miles away, we're using, like, the real shit,
0: you know? Do you think it's possible that the U.S. government actually has, like, flying saucers themselves or any government around the world and they just kind of, like, keep it low-key?
1: Um, it's possible, but... Hmm.
0: Would you give it a 50-50? I wouldn't give it (laughs) 50-50.
1: I would give it... I'd give it the 1%. I mean, it is possible, like... To have advanced spaceships. I mean, they're going to be around in 300 years. Mm, Right. Well, we can hope. Yeah. It's (laughs) the thing also is, I mean, they were really hard working. They were working really hard to get like stealth technology like 30 years ago. And that was the big secret. Or 40, 50 years ago, I mean. That was the big secret. But at the time that they were, like, having stealth technology, super secret, and all this, they were also flying around in spaceships. Like, that doesn't make sense
0: to me. Yeah, you're probably right. All right, so let's close this out, Phil. I, How much, like, what are your personal feelings on the overall scope of the alleged treaty that Eisenhower had with the Greys? Do you think he could have done it? Do you think he would have done it? Do you think there's any credence at all to any of this? No. So you don't think he'd... Go ahead. Here's another thing. It's
1: possible. Mm. Obviously. Yeah. 1%. I'm going to say it's possible. (laughs) That my problem is, though, I just don't think aliens have ever come to Earth. Like... Never. No, I don't think they've really... I don't think they've ever really come. I just... I just don't see it. Like, and if they did come... It's just like – I've used this analogy a few times. It's imagining if you were walking down the sidewalk and you saw like an anthill. You wouldn't stop to talk to the ants. You would just – like if you were polite, you would step over them. If you weren't polite, you wouldn't care if you stepped on them. You know, they're not going to come down and sign a big treaty with the Neanderthals,
0: you know? I mean, yeah, I suppose that's possible. I've always kind of – when I think of aliens, I just – I don't know. For some reason, a part of me always feels like they're not as hostile as humans would be. Do you know what I mean? I mean, that's the hope. (laughs) I think if
1: aliens did exist, if they ever had come to this planet and they were as hostile as we are, we would not exist right now.
0: No, absolutely not. But I'm saying maybe – and they've reached a part of ascension where they don't need to constantly be battling or they don't have – hostile emotions like humans do or something like that like they're like the Vulcans right yeah <laughs> Vulcans were secretly uh
1: <laughs> secretly hostile though they uh they weren't as nice as they seemed but um yeah that's that's the hope hmm. I mean
0: interesting so okay I mean you know what I'm I'm kind of on the fence about this whole thing It. The timeline, I think, fits perfect with if we believe Roswell happened and kind of sparked humans uh, getting more curious about extraterrestrials. Uh, It's hard to say if Eisenhower did have a meeting with them or not. You'd think all the world's powers would probably have had a meeting with the aliens, not just like the U.S. and some of the random uh, other allied powers. But I don't know. It's uh, it's definitely plausible. I think I give it more credence than uh, you do, Phil.
1: Do you do you think that any other president might have also met with the aliens? I mean, there was Nixon, um, JFK. I don't, I don't know about Reagan, but <laughs> like, <laughs> I think well, Reagan would have talked about it. Reagan, he it will, might have, he might have mentioned something during his declining years about the aliens.
0: Well, but. if we're to believe the rest of uh. Conspiracy theories, then, basically from George H. W. Bush up till the present, they've all been reptilians. So I don't think
1: <laughs> that is true. Actually, I was going to mention Reagan did. He talked. Um, he was talking about making peace with Russia, and he said, "If there was some hot this, I'm I'm paraphrasing here, but he's like, if there was some outside alien threat to Earth, we would have to come together as allies to defend Earth." He said. Basically stuff like that. And a lot of UFO alien conspiracy people have like latched onto that. Mm. So that's kind of where my Reagan thing came from.
0: It's very so, cryptic. It's very cryptic. Yeah, just, from,
1: just yeah. to throw an explanation for what I said. It. That's why I kind
0: here's, of it, Here's but. the thing about Bill Clinton, right? The, he even says in, in our intro, that was a big thing for his running platform, that he was going to get to the bottom of Area 51, and he was going to find out what's going on there, and he was going to release it to the public. And then he instantly, like, did a 180 on the whole thing. Mm-hmm.
1: A lot of people think that when he actually got into office, they showed him the books and told him what was
0: up. Hmm. That's what a lot of people think about— So do you think the, they could have you know, showed him—do you think they could have sh- uh, showed him alien stuff? Or Yeah,
1: I mean, all you'd have—to convince me, all you'd have to do is show me an alien, a dead alien body. Or, you know, like— Have me meet an alien, have me see a UFO, something like that. And I'd believe, Mm. you know, well, if you're here's the thing, though, too, if the top intelligence person in the United States, like a 40 year like career man tells you that there's aliens, believe there's aliens, Mm. you know?
0: Yeah, I I just I hope before uh, you and I perish that we'll at least get confirmation of some kind if we've had contact or not. That's all I want. That's all I want.
1: Even if it means from, like, our fiery death from the if fucking I'm, aliens. If I'm on
0: <laughs> my death, yeah, if I'm roasting from laser beam shots, as long as I can say, okay, they do exist.
1: <laughs> You'll just look at the people next to us and be like, well, at least we'll die knowing that aliens exist. I mean. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'll die a happy man. <laughs> so now, Phil, if any of our fans want to reach out and, and, and give us their opinion on the Eisenhower Treaty, where can they do that?
1: Uh we have an email that I actually have been looking at a lot lately um subliminal d podcast at gmail dot com uh I wasn't really looking at it before, but I actually we message each other back and forth now, so I do look at it quite a bit uh there's also um instagram subliminal deception podcast is on instagram, and I always check Instagram at least a few times a day uh Anytime anyone sends me a message, I always try to get back to them. Anytime anyone pushes our show, I try to push whatever project they're working on. So it's pretty good. It works out. have a lot of fan interaction. Uh, Cody, is there anything else?
0: Um, Yeah, you can. If you would like to be in contact with me, you can reach me at Podcast on Instagram. Uh, the final thing that we ask, and I know we ask every week and I know it's mm-hmm. annoying, but uh, log into your iTunes or Apple podcast and leave the show a five-star review. Just type out whatever in the box, type in, I love Eisenhower, we don't care, just as long as it's a five-star to help us grow, help us get to a larger audience, and you know, the ultimate dream of a podcast to just keep continue growing, getting your voice out there, but uh, yeah, I hope everybody enjoy this episode. I hope maybe... it'll bring up a conversation you can have with your friends. But uh, uh, that'll do it for us for this week. Uh, Phil, you ready to get out of here? Yeah, I'm good to go. All right, we'll see you guys next week. Thanks, everybody.